Lord love a pair of leg warmers. Hello, everybody. Guess who this is? I'll give you three seconds. One, two. All right, I just gave you two. It's Harlan Williams, and you are on the Harlan Highway podcast. Welcome. Uh, Glad to have you here. In fact, elated to have you here. Uh, Overjoyed, uh, bubbling over with volcanic lava to have you here. There. Do you feel welcome now? <laughs> I hope so. Because uh, we have a show today where um, we're going to be talking about, well, we're going to be talking about work ethics. It sounds a little uh, maybe stuffy, but I have an interesting story about uh, the ethics of working, and it's kind of stimulated by all these protest marches that are going on. Uh, and hopefully you'll glean something from it. See what you think. Um, and the opposite of relaxing, we're going to be, uh, the opposite of working, I should say, we're going to be talking about relaxing. I spilled the beans a little too early there. Um, hairstyles. Yep. There's a brand new hairstyle that, well, it's an oldie that's coming back for the ladies. And, uh, I think, uh, the guys are going to be hip to this one. And then listener voicemail. We got a whole bunch of wacky, wild ones today, right here on the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Relax. Get ready to have fun. What we've got here is failure to communicate. One cheeseburger with everything coming up. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Look at me, Damien. This is Harlan Williams. I'm a human being, god damn it! Hi, welcome back to HH, Harlan Highway. It's the short form, HH. Is at the end of the day, you get ready to go home and stick your smelly feet in a hot tub of lemon water, take the load off. Oh man, we all need to take it easy, don't we? Life is stressful. Sometimes it just piles up on you, doesn't it? You don't know where to turn or what to think. You got too much going on. Let me out. Let me out of life. (sighs) Give me a break. I want to be on an island somewhere looking at baby turtles come out of the sand and run to the ocean and get plucked off by seagulls. Here's what I do, man. When I need a little time away, when I need to get away from everybody and everything, this is peaceful. I did this the other night. I paint my whole body in camouflage. I get naked. Paint my whole body in camouflage from head to toe. I go to the nearest restaurant that has a salad bar. And I hide. I lay down inside the salad bar and disappear. Oh, it was sweet the other night, man. It was working so good till all of a sudden some freak slipped with the salad tongs and lifted me up by the croutons. Ouch! I'm just trying to relax, man. Oh, let go my croutons. Oh. It's hard to relax, isn't it? But keep it here on the Harland Highway, where we keep things going nice and easy. Take your mind off of those painful croutons. Ah, yes, relaxing. And what is the opposite of relaxing? I guess uh, that would be working, right? Um, And uh, with 
all the uh, the crazy stuff going on on Wall Street, the protesters, the marchers, it made me think about working and and the ethics of working and working hard and achieving and to what end do we work? And uh, I, I, you know, I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna talk about you know what people should or shouldn't be doing. Okay, I'm not going to tell people they, ah, you got to get out of work or you don't got to work. But I'm going to relate to you a little story that changed my life uh, when it came to work and how how my work, work ethic was affected by an event that happened in my life. And it came out of a very simple thing, but uh, it was very uh, eye-opening and uh, had a, a huge effect on me. And uh, let me tell you about it. And people have asked me before about my life as a forest ranger when I used to work up in the bush in northern Canada. And um, and I guess uh, this plays into, uh, you know, into that, into that point in my life. And um, my first year as a, a ranger working uh, up north, I was, uh, you know, it was my first year, so I was one of the kind of underling guys and I was up there with a crew of about I don't know 30 other guys and we'd get sent out to uh, do various things uh, you know chopping trees or uh, canoeing or whatever we had to do up there right and um, a lot of times we had to clear old portage trails for uh, for canoe routes or we'd have to uh, trim back uh, timber roads. A lot of the uh, underbrush would grow up on the sides of these these dirt roads in the middle of the forest, and they'd they'd send uh, they'd send guys in to, to trim trim back the bush on the sides because it was starting to encroach on the actual dirt road. And so uh, what they do is they drop uh, one guy on the right side of the road, one guy on the left side of the road, and they go have at her, trim it back, you know, ten feet on each side, and just keep going down the road. And I'll be honest, at that point in my life, I was one of these guys that was like, oh, God, what's the point of this? This is stupid. It's a stupid road in the middle of nowhere. It's a dirt road, as if the truck still can't get by. So I'd get dropped in these things, and I'd, I'd half-ass it. You know, I'd, I'd chop a little thing there, a little thing here. And to be honest, I was a slacker, okay? I was a full-on slacker, and what I was doing was looking for the easy way out, and what I was doing was trying to, you know, rationalize why I shouldn't do it and how I could uh, fluke, you know, fake it and how I could get around doing it and what was the easiest point from point A to point B, what was the easiest route, you know, how could I get away with kind of tricking them, making them think I did work, but I really didn't? What would be the best way when my bosses weren't around that I could just sit down and chew on a piece of grass and watch the birds fly by? You know, I was that mindset. I was I was looking, uh, I was kind of a weasel. I was looking to, for a way out. I was looking, I was looking for a way to get paid, demonstrate that I'd done a little bit of work, and, uh, and, you know, not really do any work at all because I had the attitude like, ah, whatever, as if this needs to be done. I just want to get paid. 
How can I get paid with doing the with doing the least amount of work but still get paid? And that was my full-on mindset. And I thought it was great, and I thought I was cunning, and I thought I was, you know, beating the system. You know, I was one of those guys. And proudly, you know, I was kind of... I was kind of proud of my cunning, if you want to call it that. Although, looking back, I probably wasn't fooling anybody. And then what happened is one day they dropped me off and on the early morning. And they plopped me down with this other guy. And I can't remember his name. Blue eyes, blonde hair, my age, same build. And I was put on the right side of the road. And he was put on the left side of the road. And our foreman said, go at it. You know what to do. Chop it back close to the ground, 10 feet. Keep going. Go on up that dirt road. And so off we went, me and this other guy. And I started doing my thing. As soon as our foreman drove out of sight, I probably sat down and started diddle-daddling. And this guy across the road just started going at it. He started cutting. He started chopping. He started uh, getting every little twig and weed and tree and stick and started slowly moving down the road. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, what an idiot. What is wrong with this guy? What a go- Why is he trying so hard? What a, what a loser. Look at me over here. Huh? Look at me being the, I'm the guy. I'm winning this race. Huh? I'm. I'm going to get paid exactly what he got paid, and I'm expending a, a fraction of the energy, and uh, I'm pulling one over on everybody. Way to go, loser. Right? And so I'm kind of keeping up with them a little bit, but I'm, I'm doing you know a fraction of the work. I'm cutting down one little bush, one little tree here. I'm, I'm faking my way through it. And I looked over at this guy after about an hour, and I'm like, what is he doing? Why is he doing? Why is he chopping this ridiculous road? Why is he? Why does he care? And then I had an epiphany. I went, huh, that guy's like going up the road. Look how clean his side is. Why is he doing that? And then I started to get a little competitive, and I thought, Wait a minute. If he can do that, I can do that. I, I can keep up with him. And I thought, I, I'm going to see what it's like. Why? Why? What is the point of what he's doing? Well, I'm just going to try it, and I'll do it for like five minutes and, and see what it's like to go all out the way he is. And so there I went. I walked down into that ditch. I walked into that brush, and I started cutting. I started cutting every little twig and blade of grass and tree. And it didn't take long till I was sweating and hot and bugs in my eyes. And it almost started to become infectious. The more I did it, the more I wanted to keep going. And there was times when I got tired, but I'd look across the road and I'd, I'd see this guy still going at it, giving it 120%. And I thought, I'm just going to do this as an experiment. I'll do it once, and that's it. I'll keep up with that guy over there. There's no point in doing this, but I'm going to do it just to show him that 
I can do what he's doing. And I went at it, and I went at it, and I went at it, and we went at it all day. And I caught up to him, and I stayed with him. And at the end of the day, I looked back at all the work I did, and I I was standing there and all the fallen brush. And it didn't matter anymore why I did it. Because you know why? I felt amazing. I felt fulfilled. I felt good. I felt uh, I felt like I gave 120%. And it didn't matter that it was an old dirt road. It didn't matter that... Uh, you know, it probably never was really going to grow across the road. It, it 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 occurred to me very early on that my foremen were probably just looking for something for us to do. But none of that mattered because for the first time in my life, I realized what it felt like just to dig in and just do it and go for it and give a hundred and ten percent. And be in the moment and be focused and have a purpose and, and want to work and work hard. I mean, I'm talking sweating my ass off. And it was incredible. It taught me a huge life lesson. It taught me that if you're going to do something, just do it. Jump in and do it. Do it big time. And the reward is is in the doing. The reward is is knowing that you gave it your all. The reward is knowing you put your heart and soul into it. The reward is looking back and seeing all that bush cut down and knowing there was nothing left standing. There were no mistakes. And I did my job. And I worked. I went out there and worked. And it wasn't it wasn't particularly great work. It was backbreaking work. It was hard work. It was kind of pointless work. But I realized in that moment it's like whatever you do, just go at it. Go at it and do it and give it your all and and you don't have regrets. You don't have uh you, you, you never look back and go, ah, I should have. Ah, I feel like crap. Ah, why didn't I? You just go, wow, I left in my trail everything I could do. Everything I could physically and mentally do, I left it out there on the floor. It's kind of like the mentality of a sports team, you know? It's like go out there on the field and play. Just tear it up. And there it is. That that was uh, that was a huge life lesson for me, and it, was, it came from a simple thing. And whoever that guy was, I don't remember, but I thank him because he inspired me to try harder, to to reach within myself and be better, and be accountable, and be be in the moment, and be productive. And I guess uh, this story came out of me because I'm watching a lot of this activity um, with these protesters and these marchers. And in particular, I saw a few clips where, you know, they're being interviewed and people are saying, well, why don't you work at McDonald's? They're hiring at McDonald's or they're hiring at the gas station or they're 
They're hiring a Burger King, and people are like, oh, we're not doing that job. That's not, we're America. We don't do that work. We, do, we want money. We want real money. But what? You want us to work for it? Hell no. And it, it made me sad. It made me sad to hear that attitude from people. Because no matter how high you climb in life, whether you get rich or, or halfway there or you remain at a lower income level, there's dignity in working. And there's dignity in starting at the bottom, clearing the side of a dirty old road, but working your way up. You know, I started there, and I worked my way up, but I learned a lesson there about hard work, and I've been working hard my whole life ever since. And it makes me wonder if some of these people really understand about hard work and that there's no dishonor in working as a janitor or a Burger King or, you know, raking leaves in a graveyard. We do what we have to do in this life to provide for ourselves and put a roof over our head. And if we have to start at level Z to work our way up to level A, well, that's what we have to do. As long as you're able to keep a roof over your head and put some food in your mouth and you can go to work and and try and, uh, you know, up your lot in life through whatever means, whether it means uh, education or getting lucky or schmoozing or just going for it, walking in the door of a place and saying, I want to work here. You never know what will happen. I've done that too. And it's worked. So I don't want to lecture anyone on what they should or shouldn't be doing, but I hope that through the story that I told, the simple story, maybe there's a little inspiration there for people, or maybe there's a little logic or a little education even. Because I know I sure learned on many levels from that moment in my life. And uh, I just hope that people remember that this country was founded on back-breaking hard work. Men, t- men and women tilling the fields and building log cabins and forging steel and making bricks and building buildings. And it's, it's hard. Life's not easy. You got to work. You got to work. You got to claw your way to the top. That's part of life. You know, it, it's not a spa. It's not a health club. Pe- people aren't bringing you stuff on a tray. Now, you work hard enough and you claw hard enough, you might get to a place where, if you want it, people can bring you stuff on a tray. But at the end of the day, it's all about looking within yourself and asking yourself, how hard do you want to work to get what you want to be where you want to be? And even if you don't get there, at least you can look back and say I left it all out on the floor. And if anyone's having trouble with this simple concept, I would love to take you out into the wilderness to an old dirty lumber trail and put you on the other side of the road from me 
and we just cut for a mile or two and see if you feel it. But again, that's my experience and uh, meant a lot to me. Maybe it'll have some meaning for you. It's your life. You make the decisions. I'm just here whispering little sweet somethings in your ear. Okay, this one is, uh, this guy's, I don't know if the guy should be listening to this next segment. Uh, this, this one's mostly for the ladies, and guys, if, if you're listening in, you're kind of like, you're looking behind the curtain, because this is private lady stuff that I need to talk to the ladies about today, and so guys, plug your ears. Okay, turn the volume down. You can't hear this. Ladies, I'm here to talk to you about the new hairstyles. I'm not talking about the hairstyles, you know, up on top. I'm just reporting to you what the latest trends are. You know, I know you girls uh, do various uh, stylings down down there. Uh, you know, you got the landing strip, they call it. The little landing strip, the strip of bacon, and you got the Brazilian, and you got the the little heart shape, and, uh, well, there's a bit of a retro thing coming back, and the new hairstyle down there, ladies, it's the mullet. Okay? That's, that's the new style, the sexy style, it's the mullet. I, there, it's out. It's it's coming back. I know it was big in the 70s and the early 80s, but the whole Duran Duran down below thing is, you know, it's mullet time. So there you go. I, I hope the guys turn your radios back up. Ladies, good luck. Get hair plugs if you need to, but get that mullet started here on the Harland Highway. Okay, do you think they were buying that? Do you think they bought the whole mullet thing? <laughs> how many girls, I wonder how many are going to go out and actually grow a mullet down there. What? We're still on? Oh my god. Turn, go to a commercial. Go to a commercial, you idiot. Sorry. Not really. <laughs> okay, Mom. Which hand has the newest idea in douches? Wrong. Two Mass and Gill vinegar and water douches. Right, new extra cleansing and extra mild. Now we have a choice of Mass and Gill freshness. What's the difference? New extra cleansing. The only vinegar and water with PuraClean. PuraClean? For effective cleansing. And extra mild. The only douche with no additives. I've always trusted Mass and Gill. Extra mild for me. I choose extra cleansing. Trust Mass and Gill, the leader for 73 years. Hi, Ireland. This is Nancy Drew. I was calling because I heard you talking about you were looking for me on your podcast the other day because you needed somebody to help you with with your uh, seatbelt problem. You have uh, seatbelts getting twisted and it's all it's all getting twisted up on you over there. Well, I came to solve your problem there, Holland. I just wanted to tell you that you could just cut that thing right out of your car. Get yourself a big pair of scissors, Harland, and cut that seatbelt right out of your car because you don't need a seatbelt, Harland. Why worry about the thing getting twisted up and all that? 
Some of them are out there. Hilarious. Uh, Nancy Drew called me. And uh, the one gentleman called me, I told you earlier, um, asking about uh, stories from my days working in the underbrush. And I hope my uh, story earlier uh, about the uh, work ethic guy covered a bit of that territory. Yes, there are more nature stories and my years as uh, a forest ranger i certainly will sprinkle in 
more stories about that. I had some great times, great adventures out there in the wilderness. And um, also to answer the question about the uh, sound effects and the production, well, as I referred to quite often, and you heard him uh, in this segment, um, telling me he was sorry, but not really, uh, Roger King does... uh, quite a bit of the um the uh sound effects and the production on on a lot of the more uh, produced bits the tight little produced bits uh Roger uh, drops drops in a lot of the music the sound effects and then uh equally I probably do about half of them myself so it's a mixture of him it's a mixture of me and uh Roger is a killer killer producer so I will not take all the credit I certainly uh, bestow a ton of the credit onto Roger, and uh, he gives me a hard time. He's snappy. He's got an attitude, <laughs> but I love him. And uh, my thanks to Roger, and uh, and my thanks to me for the stuff I do. Um, wow, I don't want don't want to leave myself out. Um, so there you go. Um, um, thanks for all your, uh, your voicemails. If you want to be part of the voicemail train, you know, the number 888-500-2090. Or if you aren't a voicemail person, you can always write to harlemwilliams.com where we have our merchandise store. You can pick up uh, little gifts and, um, don't forget Stitcher.com. You can download the Harland Highway for your uh, your cell phone device. And also, yes, this weekend, speaking of being out in the bush, I will be in uh, Minnesota at the House of Comedy in the Mall of America. So how about that? Come on out and see the kid rocking it out in uh, Minnesota. Um, and then, uh, let's see what else the, uh, following, well, I guess two weeks later, I'll be in Denver, Colorado. That's the first weekend of November, November 4th and 5th. Yours truly will be at, uh, the comedy works in Denver, Colorado. Great club. Uh, make sure you get your tickets and that's it, man. That's all I got. That's all I got, man. So uh, keep on rocking. Thanks for coming along. Tell your friends and family, living or dead, about the Harland Highway. And uh, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Well, I came to solve your problem there, Harland. This is Nancy Drew.